0: That's
1: right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Now, whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your Weekly Review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me is my very good friend and co-host, Jean McDonald. Hi, Jean. How are you doing today? And have you done your Weekly Review? And also, what's your inbox at?
2: <laughs> Hi, James. I am. Uh, I'm doing great. It's. Uh, um, it's a good day, and I have done my weekly review. I've gotten a couple of projects reviewed, which is nice and makes me feel more calm. And my inbox is inching up to three figures again. It's at eight. 87 right now so need to get on that but otherwise things are good
1: well hi gene i'm doing well also and um i've done pretty much all of a weekly review i still have some physical what i'm pretty certain is junk mail inbox not junk as in throw it right away but i still need to evaluate it and then decide it's junk um that i still need to get through um and then my inbox at the moment is also creeping up uh to 64 messages at the moment. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are just things that I know exactly where I need to file them. I've just been kind of on the run and haven't had a chance to do so yet. Um Well it sounds like we're making decent progress along along our inbox. Um although Hopefully, next week, both of ours will be a little lower in number. Yeah. What we wanted to talk about today um, is a little bit about, uh, or talk more than a little bit, about something in the Getting Things Done book called The Natural Planning Model. Um, I just want to read for a moment a bit from the book. Uh, At the beginning of Chapter 3, it says that, The key ingredients of relaxed control, which is what we're trying for that kind of mind like water and getting things done and still being kind of stress free about it. First are clearly defined outcomes, which are our projects. And then those next actions to move those projects to closure. And then reminders in a trusted system that gets reviewed regularly. Um, so really those are the two things that keep you in relaxed control or that you know you're going to be reminded and also that you have, and I think the key phrase here, are clearly defined outcomes. Um, and when it comes to defining those outcomes and determining from the thought I need to or I want to get something done to those actions, that's kind of where the natural planning model comes into Uh, into play. And um, again, just kind of reading off what's in the book a little bit here, there's five steps really that uh, David Allen calls the natural planning process, because it's what your brain tends to do naturally when it's planning something. So first you define the purpose of what you're trying to do. Um, and principles that go along that. Like, I'm going to try to get this done, but I'm not going to do anything illegal to accomplish it. Those are some <laughs> principles. Um, well, it's true. Yes. you know. No, it's true. Um, um, I- and then envisioning mm-hmm. the outcome is the next step. So you kind of have that picture in your mind of what a successful resolution of this pro- project looks like. Then brainstorming. And then once you have some ideas, Organizing and then identifying next actions. And those are kind of these five steps. They say is kind of what your brain normally does um, to get just about anything done. Um, and I kind of zeroed in on this because I find that sometimes the thing that keeps things in my inbox is that I have the thing in my inbox. I'm looking at it and I don't even know exactly what I want to. I know this thing isn't something I can just throw away, but I'm not sure the exact outcome I want from this thing that I either have thought of doing or this maybe piece of mail has come in. Like, do I, do I, maybe I do need another credit card at that interest rate. (laughs) I don't know. I haven't really thought about it.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah.
1: And uh, um and I was just uh, also wondering Jean if um like if that sounds like a natural planning progress or a natural planning model to you.
2: It does. Um you know, when I was reviewing that chapter in the um Getting Things Done book, which is a, it's not that that section of chapter 3 which is, you know, getting projects Going, I thought that's true. This is how we we think of at least like small projects. He gives like examples of you know planning to go out to dinner and with whom and why and where and the details. And it definitely follows a kind of funnel um, from having the idea, um, and then the idea you know is associated with an outcome. And then sort of narrowing it down to the actual, um, making the plan and, and executing it. So uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, then he gave a lot of examples of things that people do without using the natural planning. Mm-hmm. That, that you realize, like, oh yeah, that's that's pretty um, bad to try to um, do something big without having, for example, an idea of what your your Outcome is that you desire or, or um, vis- a vision of what it will look like when it's done. Because if you don't have those things, you could just keep plugging away at the um, at the tasks and never really get it done.
1: Right, and also you can lose sight of why you're even doing something in the first place. Yeah, um, and that um, that can happen, especially I. Sometimes that'll happen, like, like in work settings where mm-hmm. you're in you're in meetings talking about something and maybe going around in circles, and maybe at some point somebody finally says, "Well, what are we trying? What are we really trying to do here in the first place?" Um, and maybe we should talk about that because sometimes people in the room, not everybody, is on the same page as to what you're even trying to accomplish. Yeah, and if you don't if you don't have agreement of what you're what you're trying to accomplish, then it's almost impossible to come up with a plan. Well, cause mm-hmm. nobody knows exactly where you're going. So, yeah. um, do you find that you have any particular, uh, are there particular steps in that process that you find you get stuck on more than others?
2: Um, well, I, I, think I forget to uh, envision the outcome. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that even when you and I have talked about things that I'm trying to do, and you sort of say, well, let's back up and say, what would it look like if this was done? Um, and I think, oh, yeah, that's a good question, because then I would know that would help me know better what the steps are. Um, but just having a refresher. In for the purposes of this podcast and reviewing the natural planning model, I thought, oh, yeah, I'm trying to plan something and I've already started, you know, at the execution level mm-hmm. <laughs> and I haven't defined what my goals are exactly. And I need to uh, do that. And uh, that's my plan for um, extricating myself from. All of social media except for microdot blog, um, as a, in January. That's my that's been a plan of mine, but I hadn't really, you know, identified why I want to do that. And once I uh, started listing some of the reasons and the principles of it, I realized like, oh yeah, as I do this, I want to make sure that people I want to for sure, stay in touch with, I have a way of being in touch with them, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's going to require some other steps (laughs) that I hadn't really articulated other than like, cancel my Facebook account. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the last step. Um, So anyway, it was interesting to realize I was already in the midst of a project. And I had thought, I had thought some of the pieces through that like one thing I want to do is create a newsletter um, account that people could sign up to get an email from me once a month. That will be a, a, a kind of collection of all of my blog posts and photos from the month. And so that people who do want to continue to follow me can have a way to do that. But that's like way down low. On the (laughs) on the spectrum of natural planning model, you know, and so I've already signed up for that account. I've researched the options. That's all great, but why am I doing that? Uh, I now that I've gone back to the beginning of the model, I realize like um, I one of the principles is to stay in touch with people, you know, who I could stay in touch with, who I should stay in touch with, even if we're not both on Facebook anymore, for example
0: mm-hmm
1: um and that's well i'll sign up for your newsletter gene first of all thank you um,
2: <laughs> i hope I, we will stay in touch once we, a week regardless we <laughs> will
1: and and of course i follow you on micro.blog so i can i can see all of the uh the adorable guinea pig pictures as yeah. they get posted yes um, i find that um it it's usually in the first couple of steps that where i tend to get stuck Mm -hmm. like i know i need to do a thing but if i have trouble like envisioning the outcome of it like how is this like if i can't picture how it's gonna go in my head Mm
0: -hmm. it's
1: really hard for me to move on to the next step um and that that happens well um so like if I'm taking a trip, I'm envisioning like, okay, I'm gonna go to the air like the thing to the airport and then to this hotel. Like so kind of every phase of the trip is is somehow in my head and like I have an idea of how it's gonna go. And then that makes it very easy for me to, you know, book the travel that I need to book or what have you. But mm-hmm. if I can't envision something, and the best example of that is uh two years ago, when we did the show at the city national civic and, you know, we're used to playing these, you know, smaller clubs, you know, decent sized clubs, like fit, you know, hundreds of people or a thousand people um, unfilling those clubs. And then suddenly in San Jose, two years ago, we're playing the city, the national civic auditorium, which can seat up to, was it it 10,000 people? If they i don't know the top a, deck- like
2: a, i think it was smaller than that but it's a it's a major venue where major shows uh, play and it was at least three or four times the number of you know people capacity wise that we had ever played for for the um breakpoints uh the w w d c live near w w d c breakpoint show
1: and so just even though we went and visited the venue a number of yes. times <laughs> in my head, I was still like, it was difficult for me to picture like, okay, where's the VIP section going to be? How's the band going to be set up on this enormous stage? Um, Like yeah. where does it make sense to have tables, not tables, chair, like what it was just, it was difficult for me to envision it. And um, we finally did the show. It was mm-hmm. a very enjoyable show. Um, yes. But I was happier last year when we moved to the Ritz in San Jose because it is a smaller venue. Um, so it has that more intimate feel, which mm-hmm. works better, I think, for our shows. And <laughs> Also, um, you know, there's no way you're going to sell out the city national civics just because it's this giant, giant venue. Whereas, you know, it's nice to play to this sold out, packed crowd. Um, And so when I walked into the Ritz, I was I immediately was like, I can envision the show exactly how it's going to go. And I just felt so much more comfortable about getting everything done. Um, yeah. So for me, that visioning, that being able to picture in my head how it's going to go is the most important. It also is the one that if I'm stuck on it, I'm not exactly sure what to do. Because mm. it's not like I ever felt like I could envision that show again. Like Now that I've done it once at the City National Civic, I have a better idea of what would happen. But in that moment i don't know how to get a better vision of something
2: yeah i mean it's an unusual case because uh we were you know in planning the show in the vision step we would always want to envision something closer you know to what we did in san francisco at the mezzanine or san jose at the ritz and so it it, it was it was a curveball that I don't know if there was an answer, you know, a getting things done answer to making that uh work any better for us in planning. Um and thankfully, you know, it's not usually a problem <laughs>
1: for us. That's true. <laughs> uh
2: but yeah, we we'll, um I think I don't know, I think it's it is a question of of sort of stepping back and picturing what you want to happen and and you know again going back to the the civic we didn't want that so we really we didn't really have that was a that was unnatural planning on our part because we didn't have control over that venue other than you know what we would do once
1: we were there that's true that's true um i was also thinking about this process in the fact that almost all of it is what goes on in your head. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I mean, brainstorming, you might be jotting things down on paper, um, but all of it is, none of it is actually doing the thing. All of it is right. The planning part where you, where once you have, and I find once I do have that mental model of what I'm trying to accomplish, Mm -hmm. that then once you get the, once you get down to next actions and you're actually sure that that's the thing you want to do, it does become much easier. Yeah. Um, and so I have found when I get stuck on a project that I, you know, comes up in my review and I haven't made any progress on it. Usually it, it means to me like, I need to think about this more. Um, it's not, it's not necessarily that it might be my next step is too vague. Um, or it might be that maybe this thing isn't even what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Like maybe I put it on this list and now it's like, do I even really want to do that? And if I did, maybe I would have made more progress on it. So I find that going back to that, uh, going back to that natural planning process, uh, helps, um, especially when I'm stuck on a project.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things that, um, I was looking at an OmniFocus, which, uh, let's see that I was wishing I was trying to figure out a place so you can put a note into a project. Mm -hmm. And I thought this is a good place to put like a few notes about the purpose you know, in the vision so that if I'm stuck, I could go back and review that and see if that's still, um, valid for what, how I feel about the project.
1: Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I know, um, I do that with, um, cause I have a number of single action projects, mm-hmm. which in essence, instead of, instead of making a, uh, like making a little project, for things that I know are going to be quick I do kind of group you know like uh whatever household tasks yeah mm-hmm. where um into a single and then I usually make a note that describes what that is but that's a great idea to also use that note to maybe capture some of the that planning process without necessarily bringing another document into play
2: yeah you know just a just a a brief description so So, for example, with my uh, social media project, um, you know, on the purpose, I it's twofold. It's one is to stop doing social media for you know reasons like I don't want to continue to support the companies, uh, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but and I don't want to feel like that emotional energy go in that direction sort of un uh, unplanned where, you know, people write things or post things that either get me agitated or even, you know, nice things. But I still like find myself a little drained from the whole process, but it's also to, you know, on the positive side, it's like identify who I want to stay in touch with and figure out how I'm going to do that. So, um, by remembering it's not just quitting it's also this positive side which is like how do you stay in touch with people in this era of you know so many options mhm but you know what is going to be the right option i mean for some people that will be email for some it's going to be a phone call and i'm just going to have to schedule phone calls
1: with red people. hot poker phone calls
2: red hot poker phone calls um and i you know, making sure that I, I send photos, like print them and send them to some people, you know, mm-hmm. certainly of the more uh, older people of my circle, my my parents' age, and, you know, so including like my godparents and, um, you know, people like that that I have known my whole life. I I know they would appreciate actual photos, and it's not that hard to get them if you make it part of your plan, so – um. anyway that's uh but yeah it made me start thinking about how that would be a lot more appreciated by say my godmother than a facebook post you know or a like on facebook mm-hmm. and so so it's a positive thing
1: and also a lot more well personal because it's yeah. not through some intermediary and also there's there's never any guarantee that that picture is going to show up on their timeline anyway. Well, yeah. So nice. <laughs> at least you know if you send somebody some pictures, yeah, in the mail, they're going to, they're they're, they're probably going to get them. Um, I,
2: yeah, the mail is much more reliable than I think people give it credit. The mail is great,
1: and the fact that I mean I I think this year the postage will be going up to fifty five cents. Yes, please Ooh. please take this thing to a specific location anywhere in the United States in ah, three or four days. Oh, how much is that going to cost me? 55 cents. That's a pretty good yeah. deal.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a pretty good yeah. deal.
2: I think we have to, you know, acknowledge the magic of the postal system. <laughs> it's
1: pretty, it is pretty good. You know? Um, no, it's – I, knock on wood, can't think of, like, the last thing that I've sent that has gotten lost. No, me neither. Um, Um, But we're off topic a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, anyway, so I, I think that by making sure you have a couple of notes close to that project, so that if you, you know, during your review, say you look at the project and you go, "Oh, I need to move on this. Why am I stuck maybe reviewing your natural planning notes? will help you remember why you were doing it in the first place mm-hmm. or help you realize, like, oh, I don't even really care about that. <laughs> Maybe exactly. I should just dilute it, dilute it, delete it, and and make my um, general list of things that I have to do a little shorter and get to those things that I do care about.
1: And the um, the suggestion uh, made in the book is is if you do find yourself stuck, um, like identifying next actions, kind of working your way backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe you're not well-organized enough or maybe you need to do some more brainstorming or maybe you just can't picture in your head how it's going to go. Or finally, yeah, maybe you you really haven't clearly defined why you're doing this thing and or why you want to do this thing in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes working backwards can help you get unstuck with these items.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good suggestion.
1: Um and um yeah, I think that's kind of a nice summary of how we're looking at the uh the natural planning model and hopefully a nice review for our mm-hmm. listeners. Did you happen to have uh anything else for us today? No,
2: yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, James. Thanks.
1: All right, great. Well, in that case, um well, then I think it's time to wrap up this episode so we can all get back to getting things done and naturally planning things. Um, you can <laughs> find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog, we are at theweeklyreview and on Twitter at weeklyreview.fm. Now, it'd be great if you would rate or review this podcast wherever you have found it. It helps us find new listeners, new listeners find us. And we always love getting your feedback and hearing from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review.
0: Thanks. You got some things you want to get done and still enjoy a bit